Welcome to AWS She Builds Tech Skills with your hosts Candace and Raj. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of She Builds Tech Skills North America. I'm Candace Bohannon and I'm a solutions architect at AWS, um, mostly working with enterprise customers and I'm based in the, um, the Minneapolis area. So today we're doing episode four. Um, you may have seen our previous episode where we had Rohini Badwell, uh, director of data products from Brightside talking about um, financial care. So um, I'm going to give you a little bubble banner where you can go and see a little bit more about financial care in case you missed that episode. Um, take a look there if you would like to. Um, and I'll also post a couple of other links where you can go and check out our YouTube channel, um, like and subscribe, watch some of our, our previous episodes. Um, while I pull up those various little banners in the background, I want to go ahead and throw it over to Raj to reintroduce herself as well. Hey, thanks, Candice. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Rajeshwari Maladi. I go by Raj. I'm a principal solutions architect here based out of uh, New York office. Uh, been with AWS for uh, four and a half years, and uh, I primarily work with our enterprise customers here in the U.S. East. So another person we want to introduce today is our uh, moderator, Rasra. Uh, so if you have any questions, um, you can feel free to um, post them in our chat throughout our session. We'll be happy to uh, look at that and address it. And uh, before we go further into our session, we want to chat a little bit about uh, getting into technology, right? So today, if you see technology is uh, very tightly integrated with all the different many fields and industries that we have, no matter which field you're working on, you're bound to come across uh, technology and how technology can advance that field. So, so just chatting a little bit about getting into tech, like, you know, if you have an interest and uh, if you want to do it, it's never too late. So in my case, while I was pursuing my undergraduate studies in mechanical engineering, uh, I happened to take some programming classes and uh, that got me interested. So I went and pursued my uh, master's in computer science and that's how I got into tech. And, uh, and I, I know everyone has different stories. So Candice, what is, what, is, what is your story of how you got into tech? Yeah, so for me, it was a little bit different. Um, I like to say my life is full of happy accidents. Um, but when I went into school or went into college, I really didn't know what I was going to major in. I was pretty good at most things. And then I went into school and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? Um, and so then we'll just say life happened. And um, I had to make some decisions pretty quickly. And someone told me that um, math majors would you know, they're very hireable and would make a lot of money. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Um, and at that point, I was like uh, 20. I had I had like 80 hours of credits already still undecided. So I ended up majoring in math. Um, and part of the math major is that you also have to get take computer science one and two. And I loved computer science. Um, I happened to be accidentally good at it, had never taken any of those courses in, in high school or anything. But um, it worked out really well. And because I was so far through school and had so many credits already, I just double majored in math and computer science for my undergrad. And then, um, 
got my bachelor's degree in December of 2008. Great time for the economy, but not really at all. Um, <laughs> and by that point, I was married and had two kids. So I decided I was just going to stay in school a little while longer. And I got a master's degree in computer science. So a bunch of happy accidents that led me to where I am Um led me to my first job at 3M, which I really enjoyed working in R&D lab. And so, yeah, it's nothing but happy accidents for me. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, the key thing there is uh, you can translate a lot of your analytical skills and your uh, like, you know, math skills, whatever it is like, I think, um, and you're learning to be curious. I think that's that's key, right? You can translate all of that and, uh, uh, and take up a career in technology. And uh, the key thing is to get started. Right. Yeah, that's what it's really all about. I really like problem solving and things like that. Um, so this ended up being a really great job for me, a great career for me overall, because you're just constantly learning. Yeah, yeah. And I would I would say the same as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone from the audience have anything that they want to add? Like, how did you are you in tech today? Like, how did you get into tech? Um, something maybe you want to learn about getting in? Maybe. Sometimes the responses are slow to come in. Well, quiet audience today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we go ahead and get onto our video? Talk a little bit. Oh, look, there's someone. Oh, nice. Maybe it was just a little slow. Look, there's Miss Capable again. All right, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to you, Miss Capable. Um, I saw that you posted on my LinkedIn as well. We're gonna reach out to you right now. So Minoda has uh, she started in uh, tech in 1994 and have a computer science degree. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, do any of you want to say like you know, excellent? And uh, do you want to say how you are, what different, uh, like, you know, technologies you may have, key technologies you may have worked on, or or maybe share the, your favorite one so far? I know technology, the fun thing about technology is it continues to evolve, right? Over every time, like, you know, every few years, you need to take that break and, like, you know, get up to speed on, in, for example, getting into cloud, right? Like, uh, I think it was probably 2013, 2014, when I happened to, in my uh, um, work, when I was at uh, JP Morgan Chase, I was actually working on some projects and got a chance to, uh, like, you know, work as a, cl a cloud champion. So that's how I got into learning cl about cloud. But again, every, every few years, it so happens that um, we need to um, jump on to that next thing that comes. And, and it's a lot of fun as long as you have, uh, uh, you're, you're like, you have learn and be curious. I think that's just a lot of fun thing. And I see a response from, I love the names that we come up with here in Twitch. Mookie Monkey Web 3.0, I'm guessing, is um, what you're talking about there. So, yeah, um, all kinds of different things that people are getting into these days. And um, it's it's always great, always changing and lots of different things to learn. So, Cool. Yeah, uh, I think we have one more question from our uh, audience today. So... Uh, Dragun Dragunov says that uh, I watch a lot of uh, AWS Twitch streams. The programming that I look looks foreign to me. How do I progress from here? I have my practitioner cert, but I haven't moved from there. 
So I think uh, uh, to me, a lot of the learning that you do, I think I think if you're already watching those Twitch streams, I think that's great. I think we also have some Twitch streams that focus specifically on some certifications. I think the best thing that I have seen is uh, just get, get your hands dirty, right? I think get an AWS account and, uh, and we have a lot of uh, labs that we have for free out there. I think one way to learn it would be to um like um, just get your hands dirty learn uh, by doing i think that's the best way to learn and i think um, we have a lot of i think free twitch streams that you can watch we have a lot of videos out there on youtube that actually focus on some of the beginner stuff i would suggest uh, i think that may be a great way and I, I don't know if you want to share anything else candace yeah, for sure. Um, uh, definitely just get started. And as you're doing so, if you're creating a personal AWS account, it'll be important to try to stay in that free tier or set up your budget notifications so that you don't um, get a surprise bill. Um, just like a little side note pointer sort of thing. But we have blogs um, that you can just follow and you'll get like a nice cloud formation stack that you can deploy easily. Um, but really like the certs are great. I'm on a cert quest. I want to get all of them. So I'm all about the certs. However, getting into the console and actually doing stuff is really the best way to learn. Cool. What else? Math majors. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, do you want to answer a couple more questions or should we show our video? What do you think we should do next, Raj? Uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll take one more, one or two more questions and then uh, we will, we can move on. I think there's a question on what do you do on a daily basis as an essay? So uh, as a solution architect in AWS, it's a very exciting job. On a daily basis, we are working with uh, uh, many customers uh, working on their uh, providing solutions for their business problems, working closely on uh, architecting and guiding them, right? Some customers want to move their existing workloads to AWS. Some customers are interested in innovating in the cloud. Uh, so the use cases can be many, but we are actually working with them um, through their business use cases. And it's always for us working backwards from a problem, right? Basically, whatever the customer problem is, working backwards from them and providing some solutions uh, and helping them in the process. Yeah. Um, as an example, and it's it's really different. Each day is very different. So today, in the first part of the day, I did an immersion day with one of my customers, and it was all around DevOps and service catalog and um, integrating those products from service catalog, from GitHub. So that was today. Um, but I'm also meeting with a business intelligence team. And so we're going to be talking about Redshift and what are some best practices to make those queries go fast. So you it's like a, a box of chocolates. You kind of never know what you get. Um, different stuff every day, always um, uh, opportunities to learn, but always kind of thinking about what is the customer trying to accomplish and what's the best way of getting them there. Yeah, the, the fun part I enjoy the most is the uh, the wide uh, range of solution offerings and the service offerings that we have. So it's like uh, there's something to learn new every single day. I mean, you know, we already have like a 200 plus services and then we are also introducing new features and uh, new functionality that uh, we are continuously innovating on a day on almost a daily basis, I would say. So it's, it's a fun environment to be to be continuously being able to learn and also help customers. Sure. All right. With that said, uh, we can uh, go to our next part of today's episode. So we are actually going to um, 
today actually it's um, we are going to do like a technology deep dive with brightsight so if you have actually joined us last time last uh, session uh, we have actually had uh, uh, rohini join us in our last session so brightsight they created a financial care uh, a new ca category of employee benefits to help uh, paychecks go farther for uh, seven in 10 working families. So we talked about a little bit about the business side of the story in our uh, last episode. And in today's episode, we are going to see how Brightside uses data analytics and machine learning to empower their uh, human financial assistance. And we are also going to learn more about the technology behind that program and what is driving it all. So with no further delay, let's roll the video and hear from Brightside. There we go. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the episode four of uh, AWS Shearbills Tech Skills North America. I'm Rajeshwari Maladi, Principal Solutions Architect with AWS. And today I'm joined by Jackie Chu, uh, who is a co-founder and the CTO of Brightside, and Candice Bohannon, Senior Solutions Architect from AWS. So in the last episode, Rohini gave us an overview of uh, Brightside Financial Care Program. And uh, in today's episode, we will dive deeper into the technical aspects of the financial care solution. Hey, Jackie, thanks for, thanks for being, us, uh, being with us today. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, so you are the co-founder of Brightside. So can you tell us more about your background, why you founded this company and the importance of the financial care for families? Very good. So a little bit about me. So I was actually an engineer after I graduated. I uh, started my career as a young engineer hacking my way. And as I progressed in my, my, my career, I became a product and technology person. Um, before Bryce, I, I was actually the VP of product and technology for LifeLock. So driving a lot of initiative growth uh, and also growth the membership, you know, from early on couple couple million to over 6 million uh, membership. Um, as we find Brightside, um, Brightside is on a mission to improve financial health of working uh, family living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. We saw a gap in the market and the opportunity to improve financial well-being of many working families. 70% of people have financial shock in unexpected expenses behind on their bills, uh, life changes or circumstances, in many cases, loss of income as well too. We need to have a human touch to solve those difficult emotional moments. That's the reason why we have our financial assistant uh, is the best to handle those challenging times. To achieve this mi mission, we need to have a lot of technology to empower our financial assistant behind the scene. Uh, that said, we start investing the technology from day one of the company. That's awesome. Love to hear about the technology, the human element. All of those things are really fascinating. Um, and it's it's really clear that these are both really important parts of your company, both the technology and the human element. So can you start to kind of introduce um, the technology parts? Like what are you what are some of the key pieces of your technology strategy um, and, and those sort of things? Sure. Uh, our technology strategy is always focusing on the data side. Because we're living in the uh, 
benefits world. We offer our product and services as a employee benefits in the enterprise. So the employer will giving their employee employment data. And as a technology side, we integrate it with the credit bureau. So we actually can get uh, the employees uh, credit score and the credit history. And we also have technology, you know, to receive the bank and credit card transactions. Um, and our technology also get the public available data like Census Bureau, CFPB, cost of living data across United, across the United States. And it, as our financial assistant interacting with the clients, many of the phone conversations and the messagings, those data are also critical for our success as well too. So we actually housing a lot of, lot of data in our repository. As early on, as I draw the technology vision for BrightSide, BrightSide needs to be the data powerhouse of all financial data about our clients. And so that's why we're building our technologies around how efficiently we can actually uh, receive the data. And we use a lot of managed services uh, from AWS because at early on, we, I don't, I didn't have a lot of engineers, so only three or four of us. So we got to use a lot of management services so we can get things up and running quick. And then later on, we put the technologies in place for our financial assistant and the clients to use. Um, I think I'd like to go ahead and pull up your architecture diagram and let's, let's get a little bit deeper into, into sure. what you've done here. All right, so this is our newer architectures of the data platform. So on the left-hand side, as you can see, I list out a few of the data sources example. Um, so our CRM uh, data, we have our phone data, messaging data, and obviously we have uh, some of the largest databases on AWS RDS and DocumentDB, and also in some of the DynamoDB as well too. You know, those are the housing all the sources of the data. We use Fivetrans as our ingestion engines to get everything into the, the, the lake house. So in the in our data lake house architecture, we actually have three zones of the data. The first one is the bronze zone, which is housing the most raw data forms in there. And then the silver zone. The silver zone is actually the most important part because a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of action is actually in the silver zone. Um, what the silver zone is used for uh, is also a lot of uh, uh, machine learning models is also housed in there and allow our analytic team, you know, to do a lot of ad hoc uh, and not analytic as well too. So this this silver zone is is like a business ERM ecosystem to unlock many of the insights. And within this silver zone, we also use the data book uh, uh, model as well too. So we have hubs, links, satellite entity to help collate the data and creating a, a data view of our business. It gives us a lot of agility, structure with flexibility for refactoring, extremely scalable for us. Excellent. Excellent. That's really interesting to see how you are um, pulling the data, all the credit information, the bank credit card information from diverse sources and uh, and then then working in the data lake, working to enhancing the data, cleaning the data and all the different stages. So Jackie, we are just interested, like, you know, uh, knowing what are some of the technical challenges that you ran into 
that uh, you can just maybe provide some insights for our viewers today? First, understand your problems. You got to understand your problem first. By understanding the problem, what needs to be solved, it avoid unnecessary distractions because engineers is like to solving all the problems in the world. Uh, so many times we got distracted. So knowing the real problems in focus is just super important. And next things we like to do a lot of discovery. In Bryce Eye, uh, the main purpose of a discovery for us is to test and learn. Building a technology solution is really expensive. So I want my engineers to focus to really learning about our problems do some experiment, collect the test results, you know, to review. Then last and obviously not the least is use the data to make informed decisions. What are we going to do the next? You know, as a product person, they might need to see the data in order to make decisions for the next step. As an engineer, they need to see the testing results, or, you know, how the technology building efficiency or not, you know, to really home in for the next delivery uh, solutions. And also, don't afraid to throw away your code. In many times, your first version is not the best version, you know. <laughs> so, you know, as an engineer, you got to keep doing, keep doing, refine your code until it's production quality. So don't afraid, you know, to throw away your code. You know, all I'm just trying to say right now is very easy, but, you know, we've gone through a lot of learning mistakes as well, too. So that's why we're operating uh, in this model now, you know, test, learn, iterate and move fast. That's awesome. Um, I really like the part about just throw it away sometimes, you know, when you're going, you you try stuff and it may not work, don't be afraid to throw it away. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. Can you talk just a little bit more about some specific services that maybe you've used and those trade-offs that you had to go, uh, that you had to analyze? I am really interested in um, things like how you're doing, how you're handling those audio transcriptions, that raw data, and how you take that and go um, and are able to do some sentiment analysis of your customers and, and things like that. So are there any sure. things you can share with us about, about that particular use case? Yeah, and, and absolutely. We look at AWS service probably like I would say two, over two years ago, uh, when we first look at how do you transcribe voice to text. Uh, because many of the phone calls is like 45 minutes or an hour long. So listening to those phone calls is just not efficient and it's too hard to go through that. So we've been looking at that. At the early on, uh, we used the AWS Comprehend service. Uh, it was a little bit of a funny story. At the very beginning, is it, it works, but it's not too good. And then six months, nine months later, you know, we see the service becomes a lot more mature. So we use that, you know, to do a lot of voice transcri you know, transcribing services. Once the, once the voice get transcribed into a data set, we start looking, scan through it, um, because usually those conversations come with one topic. As a conversation continue, it allow a financial assistant able to unpack a few more things those we call the topics inside, living inside those conversations by by using the comprehend service. So we can actually start picking out what are the, the repeating uh, conversations. Like, so we can actually offload those data, put it back into the CRM or even in our mobile app for the next best actions for the clients. And then also sometimes of the tone will also indicate how stressed they are mm. uh, at the moment because the tone you know, 
that correlate with the topic, it also gives my, my financial assistant, even my product team, to what is trying to find a different solutions to helping the situation. So those are the, you know, we find a lot of great success, you know, using those uh, 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 AWS service, you know, in our operation and in our product experience. Um, and also now we are actually in implementations, uh, switching our phone platform from mm -hmm. the old to AWS Connect. Uh, we believe, and we firmly believe the AWS Connect is actually giving us a lot more flexibility. The near real time, uh, the voice transcript is going to natively living in our CRM, give our financial assistant a lot more powerful data right in front of them instead of waiting for our old surface, you know, to transcribe those and then put it back in probably a few hours later. So this real-time transcript is going to help a lot of our financial assistants. At the same time, their managers or the team needs can actually see uh, uh, the back-end operation. We're also helping the uh, the clients to find different options as well, too. We are at AWS continuously listening to our customers and continuously innovating and adding features. And, and I like uh, how you are actually working alongside innovating in a similar way that we are, right? Uh, so you are mm -hmm. able to make use of the newer features like, you know, in Comprehend and addressing your business uh, problems, like, you know, looking at uh, Connect, looking at some of the real-time voice transcripts. So that, that's really amazing. Yeah. So Jackie, what would you say is coming next? What um, we, we learned about what you have done, where you are today, what do you have mm -hmm. next in your pipeline? Yep. So as you can see, this diagram right here, we have a 2023 area, which is the we call it the Insight Engine. Um, yes, we have used uh, Comprehends, you know, to do some of the sentiment analysis and those, those services. Uh, we want to double down uh, in the ML area. So that's why we are going to invest more into creating the insight engine. That means we will look into multiple different uh, uh, data model. Number one is propensity of the clients engaging with us, you know, based on the data that we have with them, how likely this individual or their family will engage with us. And also another area we're looking at is the savings because many of the people, they, they don't have adequate savings. That's why causing their emergency. So we want to, based on the data and based on some of the activity that we can see, how we can nudge them to save, to create a better saving behavior, to save more, to avoid the next emergency. So that's why this box right here is going to be our focus in 2023. That will also drive many uh, much better of our digital engagement, our CRM, and even in our mobile app, so we can create uh, the next best actions for our client to engage. And then uh, at the end, we want to create a very tight lockstep uh, experience with our financial assistant on the human side. And then on the digital side, within our app, we can servicing all the right option, personalized options for our clients to improve their financial health. Nice. Sounds like you've got some really exciting things coming um, next year. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on Brightside. So um, we're pretty much at the end of our time here. So I just wanted to take a minute to thank you, Jackie, for sharing this information with us, for being with us here today, and to thank our viewers for, for watching this episode of She Builds Tech Skills North America. 
So thanks, Jackie. Thanks so much again for being here. And um, my co-host, Raj, It's it's been a, a great interview. Thanks. Pressure. Thank you very thanks, much. Thanks, Candice. Thanks, Jackie. Oh, wow. What a great uh, video and interview. So we got to learn here about uh, some of the Brightside's uh, technical implementation of their uh, financial care offering. So um, before we uh, like, you know, uh, dive a bit deeper into that, um, maybe our um, moderator Astra is going to give us some links on Brightside here. Astra, if you can provide that in our chat. And I'll post one here. Um, at least when we were talking with Rohini a few weeks ago, they are they do have some open um, jobs. So check out their careers page here. Um, and you can also connect with Jackie on LinkedIn. Um, I like these banners, so I make them before every episode mm -hmm. and I get excited about using them. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So I think I think uh, uh, the key takeaway, if I have to say for me, is that uh, how Brightside is continually iterating, right? It's not like they have done something and they are done. They're continuously iterating on their technology and they're using the latest and the greatest that we have to offer in the data analytics space, in the ML space, and they are continuously enhancing the help that they provide to the human assistants. So I think that that's some amazing story we heard. So what is your key takeaway, Candice? Yeah. So um, I told you before, like, I love the data. Um, as I'm talking, though, I hope you guys um, who are in the audience today post what you really liked as well. And then we can kind of comment on that and, and talk a bit about it. But I love data. Data is like my favorite, favorite thing. I also like people a lot. And so when we take data, like zeros and ones, and make it soft and people and nice parts, I really, I find that really fascinating. So the fact that they were able to pull all this information from so many different areas and then um, ingest it, have the different stages along the ways, using some of our managed services to help them understand how the caller, how the, um, the employee is feeling. Um, I find that really fascinating just when we have that more like, um, I almost want to say empathetic architecture, but that's from a different episode. Um, but just whenever we can make the technology more people focused and more emotional. That's what I think is so amazing about what they're doing. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, do our audience have some things that they want to say about what, what they were any key takeaways or anything that you uh, pretty much uh, like, you know, connected with in the video? I wonder if there's a delay. Well, if you think of anything as we go along, feel free to post it in the chat if you have more questions for us. Um, whatever whatever you feel like doing, we're here to, to engage with you and, and have this conversation. So still there. So should we welcome a special guest? So we have a very special guest joining us today. Um, we're very happy to have um, Jackie come back and join us on the show. So, hi, Jackie. Thanks for coming back. Hi, hi Jackie. Hi. hi, Raj. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. We're happy you're here. 
So if anyone has questions specifically for Jackie about financial care, Brightside, feel free to post those. Um, and if not, we'll just have a little conversation and you guys feel free to jump in as, as you see fit. Give it just a minute. Okay, well, I have a few questions. Um, I like, like, you know, I like people, I like what you're doing here. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your favorite part of working at Brightside. You are CTO, co-founder, like you must have a lot of passion for all of this, but what is your favorite thing about Brightside? Yes, uh, definitely has a lot of passion about our mission. My favorite things is how we can help uh, the working family because our financial assistant do a lot of amazing work, you know, to helping those working family. And we have a transitions like in the town hall or even at the leadership team, we do a lot of client story reveal. We reveal how our financial assistant helping those family. At the same time, we also reveal our technology. You know, did, we, did our technology works well with the clients, with the financial assistants. So this has been our culture that we constantly reveal ourselves. You know, we we know we are not doing good enough. We keep pushing ourselves, you know, to do better every day, so, you know, from every single one in the company. So that's why I felt, you know, super passionate about the business and this missions. And I really enjoy what I'm doing, no matter it's a product works or a technology works. Top to the bottom, everyone is actually very passionate about this mission. Nice. Love it. What about you, Raj? Do you have any questions for, for Jackie about Brightside? Anything? Yeah, that. actually, I, I was curious to know how how Jackie, how did you actually come up with this idea, right? Like, uh, like how did you come up with the idea about like you know what was uh, did you come across in like daily life? How do, how did you get started? Yeah, frankly, you know, I cannot claim this as a, my idea. It, the, the original idea actually came from uh, uh, Sean Lafferts. You know, Sean Lafferts was uh, the original idea founder of this whole uh, business. And so Tom Spain, Colin King, and I, you know, kind of carry this, you know, his vision and then start building the company, start, you know, start learning how to improving the financial health because in many cases there's a lot of direct correlations around healthcare healthcare spending uh, because directly associated with financial stress and for the last i would say six years ago when i first heard about this idea no one quite really understand and seeing the connection and as we go along and uh my co-founder tom has been you know uh, promoting you know the financial stress correlate with the, uh, the healthcare, you know, mm. this now, finally, now more people are aware, you know, this direct relationship. And mm. then also finally, uh, you know, getting more uh, large employer understanding, you know, uh, this is a very critical needs for the employees. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate to be part of this, this mission. Excellent, excellent. What I like the most is the like, you know, you are able to connect the finance aspects and the health aspects and then provide a solution with technology. I think that that's where uh, that's most exciting for me and how yeah. technology is able to solve like real life problems. 
and also, quite frankly, uh, <clears throat> we're using our financial assistance, you know, to helping the emotional piece, right? But at the same time, we need to have a lot more technology to make their job easier. Because mm. everyone, you know, as I mentioned, a lot of financial stress, financial health. Everyone has a busy life every day. You know, they need to go to work. They need to deal with day-to-day -day life stress and family responsibility. And then if they're under financial stress, it's actually put on a lot of toes of their life, you know, daily life. So using technology to make our financial assistance a lot easier to help them. And then also our clients, you know, those employees, uh, to easily connecting the dots, you know, those technology, applying the right technology that we mm. talk a lot, you know, like, uh, uh, data analysis, or even, you know, the managed service that we use from AWS, you know, those actually help a lot to drive those human experience and the digital experience, you know, that creating our bright side product experience for all. That's great. So I think that's a really good segue for a question that we have for the audience. So this is not for you, Jackie, you know <laughs> either. Um, but we'll do a thing for each of these episodes and we have a question of the day. So hopefully our audience was watching and paying attention because here comes the question of the day. If you answer, you will get um, a prize. That's that's all I'll say about that. You will get a prize. User will re reach out to you directly and um, give that to you. Here comes the question. What is the AWS service that Brightside is using to understand the sentiment of their customers? First person who can answer that in the chat will get, um, well, yes, the answer has to be correct, URL. It has to be correct. Um, whoever knows the service, I always am worried I'm gonna say it, the service that Brightside <laughs> uses to understand the sentiment of their customers. Do, 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 do. It's a good prize. <laughs> no one was listening. It's one of the AWS services. And it belongs to our... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I think... We'll uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little spelling thing, but uh, yeah, but the comprehend is the right answer. Comprehend is a, a natural language processing service that AWS has, which uses um, machine learning to find meaning insights in the text, and it can also find uh, sentiments from the of the users. So, uh, hey, we have a we have a winner today. Yay! <laughs> Thank you good. for participating. Yes. <laughs> What else? I, I do have to say one thing that is my favorite thing about what you said, and I think that it's really important for people getting started in tech and people at the end of their tech journey and everything. You can tell it was probably my favorite thing you said is sometimes you just have to throw it away. <laughs> I, I was in an immersion day today and we were struggling with, with a piece of it. And I was like, guys, sometimes we got to throw it away. Let's just start over. Um, <laughs> let's build up this environment again. So very wise words of wisdom there from Jackie. <laughs> yeah yeah because because i was i was engineer once before and every time when i trying to build and then trying to improve and then at the end you know if you make a pause maybe i start from scratch it's actually faster 
and learn from my first version, then I actually make a better version. Exactly. Um, so that's why I keeping my engineers say, hey, don't don't afraid to throw away the stuff, you know, because you based on the first version, you know, you can build a better version. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jackie, you're awesome. Brightside is awesome. Um, I'm going to post one more link here again about um, Brightside careers. Go check that out. Brightside.com, go slash careers. Um, if you have any um, suggestions, feedback for us on the She Builds core team, um, um, team, yep, we're a core team team, you can reach out to us at SheBuildsNA at Amazon.com. Um, what else should we say? You can definitely connect with Raj and me on LinkedIn as well. And I hope you join us for our next episode. Um, I I believe we'll have another one at the end of February. So thanks so much for being with us today. And Jackie, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Candice. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Let me get the thanks. outro. Okay. Yeah. Bye.